What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Podcast. We are back today with kind of like a part two from our um, first look on why women need men. So we're kind of mm-hmm. reversing roles and talking about why men need women and the importance of just man and women complimenting each other. And I want to open up first with Proverbs 18.22. I know everyone's pretty much familiar with this verse, but um, it says, the man who finds a wife finds a treasure and he receives favor from the Lord. And we want to dive into how the woman is not just a man's helper and what that actually means, but the woman is there to just compliment the man. And she really will basically just put together all the pieces that the man Mm -hmm. is missing. So I think it's really important to um, note just here in the beginning that when God created Adam and Eve, the reason why he um, created Eve is to help him out with all the things that basically he's just not that great at. And so um, we want to talk about just the complementary aspects of man and woman and why women are so um, important when it comes to Mm -hmm. relationships, not just as second best or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That's not how God sees us. He sees us as equals. Um, So we'll dive into some of that and Mm -hmm. yeah, we're excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this. It was actually a conversation Lexi and I were having just about okay, what do we want to talk about next? And then it was my boyfriend Jake. So shout out to him. He was like, "Why don't you talk about why men need women?" You did why women need men, and I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea." So shout out to him as our uh, topic influencer. Um, and I, <laughs> yeah, and and just continuing this conversation. Um, I think a lot of times in our society, we either hear the message from the world that we're all like the same, that there's no differences between men and women, which we already touched on. Um, Or we hear this divisive message of why men are, you know, the kind of this masculine, um, you know, just like all powerful women should be below men and their women -hmm. should just submit to any man. And that's absolutely not true. Or kind of this fight of the feminist side where it's women are above Mm -hmm. men. And like, so it's like you kind of have these two sort of differing um, messages from the world, which both are not biblical and are not true. And God created men and women on purpose for a purpose. And it really starts in the beginning in Genesis where um, God creates Adam. And, you know, you'd think, okay, if men were just the answer to what God wants. If God just wanted that masculine, um, those masculine traits in our world or or just men, he could have just Mm -hmm. left man alone and just created millions of men if he really just wanted men. But no, he said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So it's interesting because I've heard some commentaries on Genesis and it's everything was good up until the point where Adam was created without Eve. So the creation of Eve from Adam's rib, it was the completion of what is good. So just as women, as you know, for our women listeners, the world was not a, was not complete and God didn't see it as good until a female was created. So it's an interesting thing. I think when you look at the Bible and you see, okay, it was good. God created their way, you know, and it's all these good things, but then it is not good for man to be alone. So I think that that's a very interesting 
verse to just pause and really think about, okay, what does that mean? Well, God created man and he created woman on purpose for a purpose and they have different qualities, but complement each other in, in God's design. Yeah. 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 It's like the perfect, perfect puzzle piece. I think that Mm -hmm. people think that like how you're talking about the feminist or like, you know, super masculine, like there's Mm -hmm. deficiencies in both areas that we have Mm -hmm. to come and bring them together. And that's why like, and the first, um, uh, or the first part of this, um, I guess two part series now, (laughs) um, we just talked about how, um, you can't have like just one without the other. There's this like perfect balance and like women, are just the soft nurturers and Mm -hmm. men are like the conquerors. And that's how God created us to be. He created us to be opposites, but this puzzle piece that works so perfectly together Mm -hmm. where, you know, when you see, um, well, I always just think about my parents. They're so different, even just personality wise, but they Mm -hmm. complement each other very, very well where men are more, um, in, in certain aspects, more, um, like logical and discerning. And, um, Mm -hmm. sometimes they approach situations that should be approached with a little little bit softer side or more nurturing side as a very Mm -hmm. like aggressive, you know, and then Mm -hmm. a woman can come in and I always think of like, um, like, uh, raising children, a woman can Mm -hmm. come in and still supply that discipline, but also supply a ton of nurturing and comfort and just Mm -hmm. very, that, like that very feminine aspect. And we Mm -hmm. need that balance because like you said, if God just wanted a bunch of men, he would have created just a bunch (laughs) of men. And obviously men are created to procreate and to, um, only reason why we're here is because there's Adam mm-hmm. and Eve. Um, and mm-hmm. I do like the aspect that the woman came from the man because that also goes back to like that puzzle piece thing because it's we're literally created from man. He took a rib and created mm-hmm. us. And I think it's just really cool to think about um, why we are meant to be together. Um, it's because we're created from from a man. So it's, it's yeah. nice to see things, but it's also nice to touch on that there are deficiencies in the man and in the woman where we have to work together versus not one is better than the other. And God doesn't see it as that way either. So he right. does see us complement, complementary and equals, um, which is really cool, I think. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And kind of going off of that, I think a lot of times we think about the character of God as just being this, you know, lightning from, you know, from the sky, um, burning yeah. bush, like mm-hmm. uh, just really very like fire and brim- brimstone type of God. When yeah. in reality, if we look at both the Old and New Testament, we see this perfect balance between yeah. both the loving, caring, nurturing side of God, which we see perfectly embodied in Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. sending your only son to die on the cross for our sins is really the epitome of love and sacrifice and yeah. care. Um, but it, but at the same time, God also has those characteristics of, of being a disciplinary, um, of being very, we're called to have a reverence and a fear, a healthy fear of God. And so if we look at yeah. the characteristics of God, it's interesting because masculine and feminine characteristics, when you have those two together in a marriage, it really should reflect God's character. And marriage is supposed to be a reflection of Christ in the church. And so if we have a healthy relationship, a man and a woman, it's amazing. You, you just like take some time to think about it. It's like, oh, wow, God is loving and caring and nurturing like 
a motherly figure, but also too strong and a yeah. wonderful leader and and very protective. Like if we if we see that embodied in, in mm-hmm. a healthy male, and so you know, I think a lot of times yeah. our society tends to look at potentially the sinful fallen man and the sinful fallen female and almost attribute whatever it is, your, your earthly father, those characteristics to God. But if that's really attributing a sinful human, or that's attributing characteristics of a sinful human to a perfect loving God. So if we go back to the beginning and we see how God created the world to be before sin, we see this embodiment of feminine characteristics, masculine characteristics. And just to kind of bring up some references for individuals if they're interested in reading more on this. Um, the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge and Captivating by John and Stacey Eldridge is really about the how God created men and women and how they're complements to each other and the longing of the feminine soul and yeah. the longing of the masculine soul and, and just how those how those two are the, I guess you could say the longing of your heart um, and just how those two are so different, but how they complement each other. And yeah. that, it, that was really eye-opening yeah. for me, I think, diving more into how are men and women different and why do, why is, why are women called to be the helper and what does the word helper mean? Because also too, when we yeah. look at that word, I think we at least I have felt this way too in the past. I said helper, like what? that's derogatory. But in reality, yeah. we, you made notes of this, what actually helper means. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's a big thing with helper, um, this kind of, uh, I guess it was just like a summary of, um, mm-hmm kind of what this meant or whatever. Um, so help mate, the synonym is help meet, which is weird, but sure. <laughs> but it means suitable, fit, proper. Um, and then I just put proper for Adam. So mm-hmm. Eve was everything, like we said, the everything that Adam wasn't. And the thing that's really cool when you were talking about the two sides of um, God mm-hmm. and how he has the masculine and the feminine, I thought, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, well, the thing that's awesome, if you don't have a significant person or whatever, husband or wife or, you know, whoever, you are Mm -hmm. um god when you seek a relationship with him he meets those needs 150 Mm percent and he is both those things so you get that intimacy and that relationship um with your heavenly father that even if you say you didn't have a father or if you like like i said you don't have a significant Mm -hmm. other or something like that god in his perfection is enough for us. And, um, I think that's, I wanted to know, I know I'm kind of jumping down a little bit, but, um, in one of the summaries that I was reading, it was just saying that this doesn't mean that everyone needs a husband or a wife to be complete mm-hmm. because we do find that completion right. in Christ. And, you know, Paul right. talked about how important it was being celibate and celibate in the sense of, um, obviously not having sex, um, before marriage, but he was actually talking about celibacy, living the life of celibacy and not seeking a wife is mm-hmm. what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And, um, the reason for that for him is that so he could be a thousand percent devoted to um, what Christ had for him. And I think sometimes for me, I wrestle with this issue a lot, like of being single and going into my thirties and being like, okay, like 
I'm getting older. I want to have a family. I want to have all these things, but then realizing that I also have the opportunity right now to serve God at my thousand percent capacity before Mm -hmm. I do become a mom and I do become a wife and all these things. So I think it's really important to note for people who are single or who are just starting to get a little bit older and, you know, you feel that pressure of, um, you're supposed to be in a relationship. You're supposed to be getting ready to have kids and things like that. That doesn't mean that that is for everyone. And I think that if God Mm -hmm. gives you that desire and it's on your heart, then yes, that is something that he will fulfill, but also Mm -hmm. that's not your only purpose here on earth is to be a wife or a husband to someone, but it Mm -hmm. is actually to share the gospel with others and to really just, um, just devout and, uh, or devote your, um, life to Christ. And that's really what he wants. He wants, um, he wants us to be his bride. Um, and that goes for men and women, because Mm -hmm. I was reading a little bit, um, in revelations and I didn't realize that we're single in heaven because we are the bride of Christ. I don't know why I was talking with someone and I was like, Oh, I didn't realize that like your earthly husband or wife, you don't Mm -hmm. go with them to heaven. Like you are Christ's bride. And so, um, but you can also have that here on earth, which is just like a Mm -hmm. nice um, comforting thing for some people who feel like, Oh, like I'm not going to be anything unless I'm with someone or something that Mm -hmm. I always had friends had a handful of friends who were always in back to back to back relationships. And I'm like, your completion will never be found in your relationship. You'll always be let down because our earthly relationships are never satisfying. And it's only our relationship with Christ will be truly satisfying. And to just praying that you become the husband or wife that um, you should be before you actually even enter into a serious relationship or marriage. Right, right. Yeah, it's just kind of going off what you said um, in relation to marriage. Yeah, it we won't be married in heaven, and so if we're if we're placing this this really marriage on a pedestal and we're idolizing it, then we're yeah. placing something above God. And so yeah. the thing is, you know, we're we're told that this life is just a vapor and um, Mm -hmm. that it will wither away. And it literally is just a blink of an eye compared to eternity. And so we have to Mm -hmm. really evaluate, are we idolizing something like being completed by a a male or if you're a male by a female, which will never happen, but Satan wants us (laughs) to Yeah, Satan wants us to be diverted and to think that we will feel complete. But it's interesting because that longing for that completion then reflects upon that longing for Christ. It actually is that desire that will Mm -hmm. only be quenched by Jesus Christ um, or that thirst for that completion. Because if you think about it, if we're here on earth and we're always seeking something to complete us, what does that reflect? Well, that points directly mm-hmm. to God. That points directly to the cross that we are not complete. We're not enough by ourselves. Um, there's kind of this common yep. notion, I think, in our society as well, just kind of going on a little bit of a side note of of us being enough. Like, no matter who you are, you're enough. And no matter what you do, like, you're enough. Yep. And actually, we're not. The beauty is we're not enough, but that's okay because we have God. Mm -hmm. We are enough with Jesus Christ. And so if you're looking for this enough and this this person or this thing to complete you, Mm -hmm. I'll be complete when I have a boyfriend. I'll be complete when I have a husband. I'll Mm -hmm. be complete when I have children. You'll always be longing because that's simply meant to be having a husband is simply meant to be a reflection of Christ in the church. It's not your completion because we will never be completed until we're at home with Jesus Christ. And so 
it's yeah. it's this that longing um sometimes i just stop and i think about it i'm like wow my heart longs for something that is not of this world and if you have that mm-hmm. you know that your spirit is longing for christ and to be married with which is yeah. such a weird thing to say with our with just in this world of how we see marriage, but we will be married to Christ, whatever that looks like in heaven. And so, you know, God created men and women different on purpose for a purpose, and we're called to be fruitful and multiply. But are we idolizing that and placing that before God Mm -hmm. and before Christ? And if he calls you to singleness, is that something that you can actually be complete with Christ? Or will you always be looking for that other person to complete you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like people also look for that completion in not just relationships, but everything like Mm -hmm. when it comes to money or career or cars or houses. I mean, we've talked about this so many times. It always, we always bring up celebrities and how you just see them and they're so truly unhappy and you see so many, um, you know, people taking their lives and things like that. And you think to yourself, but they have everything, they have everything that I could ever want, but it still will never satisfy. And God, specifically created us with this hole in our heart that only he can satisfy. And like you said, with that longing, like that is such a good reminder that that longing and that um, never feeling satisfied feeling is great because we know that that is, can only be given to us through God. And I think it's so awesome. Um, I was listening to a sermon yesterday and he was talking about how um, you can basically like um, experience heaven on earth every single day by just experiencing the good things that God gives us in this day-to-day life. And he's like, any good thing, um, it was Dr. Tony Evans, he was like, any good thing that you have here on earth is just a small, small glimpse of God's glory because he only is every good thing. So we get to experience these little small snippets of how good God is. And that's such Mm -hmm. like our brains literally don't even have the capacity to fully understand Mm -hmm. God's goodness and the way that we will be blessed when we are in heaven. And it has made me really stop and just think about what am I chasing? What am I pursuing? How am I leading people to the kingdom day by day? And like, it's really more of a conviction um, mm-hmm. lately, like this week, just um, what am I living for and how, who am I focusing on? What is my focus? Am I always thinking about myself? Am I always thinking about what I want next or what mm-hmm. I'm going to buy next and things like that? And it was like really a conviction or what trip I'm going to take or something like that. And um, really I'm like, okay, yes, all these things are good. And, and God created us to enjoy these things, but what am I doing for the kingdom? Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's like the same thing kind of going off topic, but even with the same thing of constantly searching for a relationship, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well be patient, wait for God to bring that person to you and then just Mm -hmm. become the best possible version of yourself in God's like, Mm -hmm. in in God's standards, not the world's standards. You can be a good husband or a good wife or just a good partner in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can honor God in that relationship too. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And seeking to be the man or woman that God created you to be is also beneficial for the big seat church. So we we need to be also focused on, like, as you said, how am I being sanctified each day to benefit the big church at large? And and the word church is thrown around a lot. And we tend to think of that as just like, oh, my local church. But no, it's the church all believers. Yes. All believers throughout the world, how as men and women of God and really embodying 
the, whoever God made you to be and being the man or the woman yeah. that God made you to be, how is that benefiting the big church at large? Because it may not be a beneficial thing yeah. to a marriage if God calls you to singleness, but it absolutely yeah. is the body of Christ. And we all have different functions, just like a yeah. body cannot function without one part or another, without the eyes I can't see, without mm. the limbs you can't move, without your legs. I mean, you can't walk. So like yeah. what that's kind of a, just a more of a physical represent or a example of the body of Christ. But yes. yeah, what are, yeah. What are your mm -hmm. spiritual gifts? What are your, your, what has yeah. God given you that you can contribute to the big C body of Christ? And so I think too, in a church, a healthy church will have a balance of men and women. It doesn't mean that men need women just in marriage. Men need women at, in, at large in the big C church because women yes. need to be that nurturing, loving um, side of the church to, let's say, you know, just as an example, yeah. um, nurture to some of the young children in the church or nurture to, or whatever it may mm -hmm. be that women are called to do. And so it, this isn't just a like, oh, yeah. why men need women in marriage? If God calls you to marriage, absolutely. Um, but also to at the big, like yeah. the big C church at large. Yeah, a thousand percent. I love that. I think that that is just just a good perspective, um, and just something to constantly be thinking about. Is like, okay, let's be um, uh, just thinking about eternity and making sure that we're not just mm -hmm. living for ourselves here on Earth. Right. Just, it's easy to do. Like, it's so easy. Like, it's just it's interesting. But um, kind of moving through um, our notes. Um, so. I want to just touch on that a really important thing is that God did create us for relationships. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, we're just talking about how, no, you don't have to be married, but God did create us for relationships. And also, when you're thinking about the church, that is why he calls us to be part of a church, um, where, mm -hmm. whether that's a local church or something like that, um, small group, whatever it is that you find um, that relationship in. It's super important. Mm -hmm. But um, God literally made us to be not not to be isolated but to be in companionship with each other mm -hmm. um and so if you are able to find that obviously going back to the first verse that i opened with um when it's saying when a man finds a wife he finds a treasure um but and obviously when you find a godly husband or a godly wife i think that kind of goes both ways but i just like mm -hmm. that verse with you know our topic that we're talking about but yeah. um God talks about in Ephesians 5.31, um, it says, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two become one. And God constantly is talking about this um, becoming of one and this unity. And he um, wants us to have that, but he wants us to do it in the way that he has called us to. And that means... Um, you know, abstaining from sex before marriage. And um, we've talked about even if you've um, like crossed those boundaries and stuff before um, you're married, it's not that God can't restore you and, um, mm -hmm. you know, give you a godly relationship, but it's important to, as a Christian, to be practicing those things um, and to really be living that out because you do become one with the person that you, um, you know, have sex with. And so, and that is something that is a very big deal to God. And um, that, uh, that union is very, very important where nowadays people encourage people to sleep with whoever and do whatever. And they've made um, sex and relationships just so cheap. Um, and I think the thing is like 
when you start falling into that lie that you can sleep with whoever and do whatever you want, you cheapen yourself as well. Not in the sense of like your worth is only found in like your purity, but you cheapen that relationship and that bond that is so, so important. So, mm-hmm. and it's so important to Christ. So if we're out here trying to be Christians and trying to be an example, I think it's super important to live out every aspect, even the things that we don't mm-hmm. necessarily like or the things that we don't want to do. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, just thinking about that being created for relationship, like what does that mean in each list, you know, whoever's listening to this, like what does that mean in your life? So how can yeah. you best serve the body of Christ, whether that means reaching out to your family members and being a, if you're the only Christian in your family, being an example to them? Um, does that mean that you are going to be a part of the children's ministry at your church? Does that mean mm-hmm. that you're going to create a Bible study for your friends? Does it mean that you're going to um, be a light to your coworkers who maybe um, need that need yeah. that light of Christ? So it can, it's so different for each person. And, and that's why it really is important that each yes. person takes time to pray about it and to seek God and, and don't listen yeah. to someone who's just telling you what to do. It should come from, should be the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, whether it be changing something in your life that is not benefiting the body of Christ and you're not a good representation of Christ. um, Allow the Holy Spirit to convict you on that and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you where you're meant to be because, you know, we can give you all kinds of suggestions, but it really comes down to what is God calling you individually to do. And it's not going to be a formulaic walk with God. It's going to be individual to each person. And so really taking time, like this is kind of a good homework assignment for our listeners, taking time to think about, okay, how has God gifted me? And what are those characteristics that I need to be um, embodying more as a follower of Christ? And how am I going to benefit the body of Christ as a man or woman of God? And what are those things that you individually need to work on in order to be better in community and better yeah. for others. Um, and so it's a constant yeah. process of sanctification and it's never done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and maybe that means if you are married, being a being more loving to your husband or respecting your husband more, yeah. maybe if you're a man and you have a wife, it's loving your, mm-hmm. your wife as, as Christ loved the church. And, um, you know, we're called, it says specifically, um, now I'm forgetting specifically what the verse is, but women are called to respect their husbands and, and men are called to love their wives. So how can we better embody that and, and reflect Christ in our relationships, whether it be our marriage or whether it be as a woman or man of God in the church? And just thinking about what does, where is God calling you to be and and what are those things that the Holy Spirit is convicting you on to maybe change or, or um, yeah move forward in a different, in a different way to be a better member of the church and a better, um, Christian and and follower of Christ. Yeah, a hundred percent. Definitely. No, that's great. Um, yeah, I, sorry, I was reading one of your verses. Um, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I, (laughs) I really like, I just wanted to share first Corinthians 11, 12. I think we shared this in the um, other episode, like the part one, I'm pretty sure. But um, anyways, mm-hmm. it says, nevertheless, in the Lord, one, or sorry, I just messed this up. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not ind- independent of man, nor man of woman. For as a woman was made for man, so man is now born of a woman and all things are from God. Um, I, I just really, really like that verse because, 
Um, I like the ending the most because it's all things are from God and going back to that like equality mm -hmm. and um, nothing mm -hmm. is independent of each other. But literally that companionship and that union is so important. Um, mm -hmm. And if God does bless you with that and God does put that on your heart to want to be in a relationship, that that comes mm -hmm. from God. And um, and I love the verse that you shared right before too of, um, of uh, women respecting their husbands and husbands mm -hmm. loving their wives. And I think at the same time, it kind of is like opposite of what may be like natural, not that men don't love, but men on that, going back to like that opposites of like nurturing mm -hmm. and things like that. Like women have a hard time respecting their husbands because of the fall of man and Eve mm -hmm. in the garden. And men, I think have a more difficult time with that nurturing, loving side. Mm -hmm. So I like that verse and like that kind of comparison because it's opposite, I think of what our human nature would necessarily be. Um, and God does a really great, um, job in the Bible of always touching on that being a Christian and having a relationship with God most of the time, or actually a hundred percent of the time is going to go against our human nature. So it's that mm -hmm. constant rejection of our, our human nature. And then the acceptance of trying to um, be more Christ-like um, and really every verse definitely goes back and reflects that everything that we do is to be more Christ-like. Um, mm -hmm. And that goes with our relationships, how we approach our, um, our, our marriages or whatever it is. Um, and just remembering that God created us with roles and with purposes, even though the world tells us that men and women aren't different they are. And God created us specifically to be different. So we could be that puzzle piece that brings us back mm -hmm. together. So we fit so perfectly together. Um, mm -hmm. And there's so many different types of women and different types of men. Like, I think like, I mean, we've talked about this, like just more, I've always been more of like a tomboy. And I know you said like, you were just like athlete all the way, like, you know, just more of like, not necessarily like super girly or super feminine, especially when I was like in my younger years. Um, mm -hmm. And it's interesting because there are so many types. I don't think that you have to be like, this is what a female is. And like, you have to wear dresses and you have to like, you know, whatever it is. If you don't like wearing dresses, don't wear dresses. Or a man has to be like super masculine and have no sensitive side. Like, I think that that, that is not really what we're like trying to get at it's just that there's this complimentary because men and women are very different and god created us to be that way on purpose mm -hmm. so his design is so perfect and the world is trying to really change that right now and change the how really it's just getting God out of everything. That's like really what I've noticed lately, especially even when it comes down, I'm really like heated about the topic of there's no difference in men and women and that a man can become a woman and a woman become a man. You can't. Um, and I, I think that it's the pure rejection of what God's design was. And you can just see, like, I've been listening to a lot of revelation um, studies lately, but you can see that we're just really leading down that path of like Christ coming back because we are so far from the truth and uh, we're getting further and further every day. And now we're getting legislations that are actually putting these things in place where you're not allowed to say certain things. You're not allowed to do certain things. Um, you know, men can come into women's bathrooms and things like that. So it's just, I hope that that, makes people realize that yes, there is a difference, but we really need to stay on top of it and really just be witnesses because the world is just a really dark place right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that like, you know, God's like preparing us. So really just stay on top of it and just um, mm -hmm. make sure you don't become spiritually lazy and spiritually just like numb to things um, because it's mm -hmm. easy to do. So oh, yeah. <laughs> end of rant. <laughs> yeah, no. And there's always someone who needs that in our life. Like, 
there are so yeah. many hurting and broken people. And yeah. so how are we going to be that light despite persecution, despite criticism, despite yeah. you get a hate message, despite someone not being your friend anymore? That's if you're standing for God, you're going to, if you save a soul and, and they go to, if God uses you as a witness for him and, and um, you have some sort of an, God uses you and ha- and through you creates um, just whatever it may be, fruit of the spirit in your life that brings someone to God, brings someone to Christ. That's worth every criticism and every stone that's thrown at you. And we that's have to remember too, yeah. we're we're called to stand in, if you're not being criticized or persecuted, you probably aren't standing on God's word because the world is not of God. And so if you are standing for biblical truth and you are being a light in the dark, you will get criticism. You will get slandered. You will have people um, gossip about you. But the thing is, there's so much joy and peace and and um, good that comes from that mission that we, okay, we may see some of that here, but it's eternal and we won't even see the full picture until we get to heaven. So keeping that focus, yeah. what is what are those yeah. eternal things we need to focus on and how can we be better stewards of what God mm-hmm. has given us uh, for the glory of him and, and for eternity? Yeah, 100%. There's like, it's so funny. There's so many like bunny trails, I think, in this episode. But really, mm-hmm. like, I think that, um, you know, it's just beautiful how God has designed everything. And like you said, always keeping that eternity in mind. And um, yeah, I think it's just so important. So yeah. Yeah, the world wants to distract us and get us like obsessed with whatever it may be and lose sight of the big picture, which is eternity. A thousand percent. So, and any, yeah. any, any distraction works. It doesn't matter what it is, any distraction. So yeah, definitely. Well, that is all we have for you guys today. We love you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you share it with a friend. Um, yeah. Oh, we're on YouTube. I've been meaning to say that on an episode and I always forget. I've been uploading all the episodes on YouTube. So if you want to see us talk okay. and all our, awkward facial expressions you can go ahead and um, watch us on youtube it's just the freedom podcast um and yeah make sure you give us a thumbs up and all that good stuff as we just move to different platforms and stuff like that so anyway Mm -hmm. we'll see you guys in a couple weeks for another episode bye